and welcome to the Christmas special of You've Never Seen Back to the Future, the podcast that refuses to acknowledge any Home Alone film that doesn't star McCordy Culkin. Hello, Leah. Hello, Ross. I'm very upset by that, by the way. Like, our whole podcast is basically just just ignoring my favourite, one of my favourite all-time movies. Happy Christmas. Are you a, are you a Christmassy person? Very Christmassy indeed. Love it. Love it. Favourite time of the year. I mean, you're a very creative person, so your house is going to be really nicely decorated, right? It's pretty nicely decorated. Still got a little bit to do. I've actually been making these um, reusable crackers out of material. Um, so, yeah. And I but then you don't these... get the snap. No, no, I bought snaps to put in them. And I bought these fantastic reusable felt hats um, from like a little Etsy shop um, called Hat for Life. Um, and they are amazing. So you know no paper waste and no um yeah just no landfill items just reusable see i'm a bit torn on that because christmas for me is 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 about things being tacky like well i think these are still pretty tacky i mean they're they're very bright colors they're all Um, like sustainable and that sort of stuff that's not tacky it's not really the christmas spirit is it they even make them for infants with like quick release uh velcro (laughs) wrangle themselves so yeah, I'm loving that. So, yeah, Christmas is is a is a fun time in the Baker Taylor household. See, we're we're big on Christmas here, and my wife was making that point. She's like, "Oh, I'm glad that we're both really into Christmas." And that was just after she stopped me from doing any decorating. Like, I'm not allowed to put up Christmas decorations because it would look shit. Or her first flat when we moved in together, it was one of those. You know, it's quite like small new build, and it had one cupboard like one built-in cupboard and three quarters of it was Christmas decorations into wow. like different boxes of different color schemes. And she'd be like, oh, this year we're doing red. And I'm like, no, no, this year we're doing everything. That's how Christmas works. You just throw everything up. So I went and got the tree like, and I started decorating in the front room and she was like, yeah, can you take that down and swap it with this? And then the second one is, can you take that down and swap it with this? And then by like sort of the third or fourth thing, I just stopped because I'm like, you've literally, I'm like, you've changed everything that I've put up. So now I just watch her. Yeah. Of, I, I watch Christmas films. She does Christmas decorations. Different styles, though. Some people like the colour coordination. Some people like the mashup. I'm a mashup fan. Um, we had one year when I was in charge of Christmas decorations, I put up every Christmas decoration that we had. Like whatever the colour, whatever it was, I put up everything. So, yeah, your views on Christmas. You're a Christmassy person. You're a Christmas film person. Because no. we know that you don't watch many films. Do you watch Christmas no. films? No. Do you have a favourite Christmas film? That one that you go back to? Come on. It's literally the only film I've watched more than once that is a Christmas film movie. Like, that is 100% the okay. truth. Yeah. If you're asking me for a favourite Christmas film, it would have to be Home Alone 3. I don't have any other film. You've but... seen Home Alone 1 and 2? I've seen Home Alone 1, I think. Right. I don't really remember it, but... Seriously, why aren't we doing Home Alone today? Because no one's got time for that. <laughs> I've already watched it. Well, I mean, Have you watched Home Alone 3? No, of course not. Because oh, it doesn't God. exist. It does exist. It's amazing. No, it oh, it I can't. I can't. I reckon I've done... Uh, I've probably done about 10 Christmas films so far. Yeah, Ellie has too. Not done... Was- not not done it's a wonderful life yet have you ever watched that no okay uh and uh i've not done elf this year i need to watch that um but yeah they're they're kind of two of the big hitters that 
need to watch. But I do a lot of the like the really the the, the shitty Christmas films, like uh, yeah. the Princess Switch, Princess Switch Two, Princess Switch Three. You know, all all I like a rubbish Christmas. I must have told you about Santa with muscles. Have I told you about that film? No. So this is Hulk Hogan is a, I don't know when this was, I guess, sort of like late 80s. Hulk Hogan is a high powered evil businessman. He gets hit on the head and these like orphan kids or something take him in. He lo- He's lost his memory and they convince him to basically do nice stuff for Christmas. For no, ex- for no reason whatsoever, he has a wig. I'm not sure who Hulk Hogan is. In my head, I've got Scratch Armstrong. You know that little man that's I mean, made a robot that you could pull his arms and he got Yeah, long... yeah. No, that no, him? different guy. Okay. No, but he would have been an amazing wrestler, though, weirdly. Oh. Stretch. Hulk Hogan was a big wrestler in the 80s. Oh, right. Okay. 90s. Like, he's very he's very famous, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Well, you're, you're going to watch a Christmas film for, for us, for me, and your wife and the listeners, and this will be... You know, we'll slowly break you in. Should play the music and then you can describe your Christmas film? Yes, please, yeah. So all I know or think I know about this is that it is a Christmas movie and that it has Sylvester Stallone in it. I don't like him. I believe that this film is about a man who is very sick around Christmas time. I think he has a terminal illness. He ends up being exposed to some sort of serum, or maybe he is attacked by the Russians. Do they mistake him for somebody else or something? I don't know. Anyway, he ends up getting superhuman powers, and the film is about how he uses these to live life, but also get revenge on some people who maybe wronged him. Um, I think there's also a second movie, like a sequel. Okay. No, I know what this film is because this is one of the first ones we ever talked about. And when, like, before we kind of had the podcast and we were talking about what films you should have seen, like, as a person of, of you know, of our age, what films, you know, a reasonable person could be expected to see. And this film, this is your description of Die Hard. Correct. Okay. Now, I don't know where to start with this. Firstly, maybe let's go into the thing about the Russians, because that mm. seems to be a theme, a theme right? of several of your descriptions. Is I think I've is, seen a lot of movies. Well, I mean, I say a well, lot. you haven't. But... Yeah, let me, let me correct you immediately. You haven't. <laughs> the movies I have seen often involve the Russians. Home Alone 3 actually has some bad Russians in it. So, you know, you do end up... Sorry, I've given away a bit of a plot line there. But you do... Um, you know, end up with the Russians being quite notorious. And I think probably in my head, I've just got that kind of like the Salisbury poisonings and they just don't really go away. So, um, yeah, but the point of this is that this guy is really ill. He's going to die. It's really sad. And then he gets exposed to this serum. I don't know how that happens, but I'm thinking maybe it's the Russians. And he, you know, he gets, he gets superpowers. Okay. So it's called Die Hard because he's going to, he's going to die hard like it's he's going to die and it's going to be fucking hard oh it's called die hard because he's going to die and it's really really sad but then he gets these superpowers and he is a fucking machine and he basically like i say he 
like goes out and gets revenge on people that have wronged him. So okay, he just, becomes a bit of a like a badass. Yeah, um, this feels very similar to your description of Terminator. Where no, not at all. He's not. No. Has, has he, it, it, let, let's just check this. Is he an adult or is he a child that's been sold because he can't afford bread for his wife? He's an adult. He's an adult. Okay. And he's just uh, a regular guy who happened. He's just like a businessman or something. Or is he? We don't know much know, about him. We just know that he's dying and it's Christmas time and he's dying. Like he's terminal, right. terminally ill. And So this is like, I don't know, like Christmas Eve and he's just found out. Or is it he's thinking about, you know, set, set the scene. Do, do, opening scene. Yeah, How opening scene. Um, it's probably set in somewhere like New York. So we like pan out on these like beautiful Christmas trees. Snow is falling. Um, and we kind of like pan into the window of a brownstone. And there's this man in a, in a bed, um, looking frail and he's brownstone? alone. And he's What's sad. Brownstone? Like, brownstone, like in New York, you have those like big, you know, those big like tenement buildings, like with a, you know, so you go in through the window of that and you see this guy and he's just like, he's like, yeah, he looks like he's dying. And he's alone and he's got like photographs of oh. his family who he hasn't seen and he's just thinking about his life, he's quite maudlin, he's quite upset, you know. He's like Has has he like, not seen his family because he's not a very nice man? I think he's felt fallen out of his family because of some oh, sounds a little bit like sounds past. a little bit like Santa with muscles starring Hulk Hogan. Does it? A little bit. Okay, so he doesn't have any family. He's he it's has Christmas family. time. But oh, he has. he's not. He's not like seeing them. No one's seeing him. He's alone, basically. He's dying alone. Is he a mean person? Does he deserve it? I don't think he deserves it. Certainly, at this point in the film, you just you just feel pity and sadness. Like you're crying in the first five minutes of the film. You're, you're bawling, you know. Oh. Um, but when he gets these superpowers, like initially, you're really happy because you're like, "Wow, he's not dying anymore. Like he's okay. He's going to pull through." But then he switches. And he is just like, he starts like writing the wrongs, but he ends up like, you know, if someone coughs in front of him, he like kills them. Like, if they don't cover their mouth or just generally cough? Yeah, if they don't cover their mouth. Like, what I mean, I mean if someone's it... like, rude to him or gives him a bit of attitude, he just cuts them down, like leaves them for dead on the sideboard. Like, how, how is he killing them? Just like, does he have a gun or is it like bare? Is this set present day? It's not like in the future or something? No, no, no. It's, I mean, it's probably like late. 90s i would say okay but and of course this is St sylvester stallone i fucking hate him yeah why do you hate him i just find first of all i find his name like really disgusting i don't know why people call him sly don't they and i just it's just hideous i just really don't like it i don't like i know i don't like his name i don't like him i don't like his face i don't like anything about him he gives me the heaps like not a lot of things give me the heaps but he gives, if he's the right man he gives me the heaps this is like a drama, then, is it? Or is it more like an action film or somewhere in between? Um, actually, I was talking to somebody about this. I was saying that we were going to be recording this podcast. and They actually dropped in, oh, it's a really good action movie. And I was shocked because I was like, oh, I, it's, a, it's an action movie. And he was like, oh, no, no, it's not an action movie. But it was too late. You know, he'd already let the cat out of the bag. But mm. if you've got Sylvester Stallone, you've got him because it's an action film, right? I don't know. I, can't, I don't know anything else he's been in. So I can't. Have you seen any film he's been in um can you tell me some films that he's been in rocky rambo cliffhanger no. that's a great film no no you, you know what let put, put cliffhanger on the list i think we'll do that at some point 
I've seen his face somehow, and I feel like, well, there obviously is an element of action because he's going to be killing a lot of people, and I'm assuming that that's going to cause some problems, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be a bit like one of those kind of Marvel films, you know, like where the police are going after the superhero because initially he's a goodie. You you right. feel what you're doing in the movie, terminal illness. Okay, he's got better. Life's good. He's gonna he's gonna get revenge on those people that have harmed him. You know, maybe like I don't know somebody or whatever. And then he goes fucking rogue and he just starts killing. And then obviously the police have to take him down. And at that point, you're like, okay, you're not such a goodie. Maybe you should have just died because you're now killing innocent people. Um, yeah. What so what what, su- what superpowers does he have? He can't die. Oh, so he he doesn't have like super strength or anything. Like they're just trying to. So, oh, that's why it's die hard, because it's hard for him to die. Can't die, yeah. Oh, so it's a very clever twist at the beginning. He's going to die, Fine. and now he can't die. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, again, it feels like it's like you, you've not seen the film Deadpool, have you? Yes, yeah, I have. You have? Does this not seem a little so? In that, when he's got an illness and he's going to die. And then he gets some sort of super serum. Yeah, are you thinking of the right film, Deadpool? Mm, He's a cartoon. In Deadpool, he had like cancer or something, and he goes this like, you know, weird treatment that makes him all kind of, you know, look like a fucked up Ted Danson, but gives him superpowers. And then he goes out around trying to take revenge on the people who gave him those powers, but he just sort of kills a load of other people. But he does it funny, so it's all right. Oh, Big red suit over his head. Yeah, that's what I remember. But I just remember it being sort of a funny man who lives in a basement. I don't remember him dying or killing anyone. Do you remember him killing people? No. That's the... Okay. Right. I mean, that's quite a big bit of Deadpool. He's an assassin. But even when I watch movies, you know, I don't really remember them. That's the problem. No, apparently. I like them and they just sort of go through my head and then... They're gone, like a scone. Like if you you see it in front of you, you eat it, and then it's gone. You don't like heart back to the. You've scone, got a memory of a scone, though. No, but you've <laughs> got a memory of what that scone was like. Yeah, it's but not then like it now it does it it doesn't it no longer exists anywhere. But when you eat the next scone, you don't remember the scone before, do you? You don't go, oh, oh my god, this is almost as good as the scone four scones no, back. You no, just I go, absolutely do because I because oh, well cool. you know well yeah but you know I'm a big cake person and um and you know we we've, we've been to a lot of afternoon teas mm-hmm. like, we like an afternoon tea it's a nice day out it's tea and it's cake it's like it doesn't get much better than that we were going to so many we put a year ban on us going to them because we were like we just sort of need to flush out our system a little bit we actually came to yours for an afternoon tea once and it was fucking amazing it was the Cadbury yeah. themed tea that Haley put on it was, was unreal oh, yeah. um and so, that was yeah, I mean I've... the last time you and the last time you came around for cakes, that was... Oh, God, cake was too big I mean, to eat, wasn't it, to be honest? Look, we're, uh, we don't have any advertising yet, but um, Black Goo in Tring and Berkhamstead do some fine, fine cakes. Oh, second that. Oh, yeah, so the film. Yeah. I, I, I Yeah, so I look, I, actually this does... I would agree it does turn into an action movie, and I would agree that it does... Um, you know, and it leaves you wanting more if you're into this sort of thing. Um, and that's why there is a part two, because, you know, he, he really is so full of love. So, so there's, 
yeah, so let's go back to the people who gave him. So he ends up being exposed to some sort of serum or maybe he's attacked by the Russians. Do they mistake him for someone else? So how does he get these superpowers? So he goes for a routine kind of checkup um, at the hospital. Um, I, I guess really he's dying. So it's probably just a, you know, like a little cursory, you know, oh, you're just still dying check. And um, <laughs> let's, ch- let's chuck your heart rate. Yeah, poor, good. Blood pressure, oh, bad. Yeah, all, all good. All, all on that, that arrow pointing all downwards. That so <laughs> and as he's leaving the, um, the hospital, um, there's some sort of incident. So this is where it's like, I don't know which way we go down. Either he's exposed to something that's dropped, you know, and it like gets up into his face and he breathes in the vapours, or the Russians are after somebody. Um, mm. and, and, you know, when I say Russians, I'm talking loosely. There could be any, they don't have to be Russian. To be fair, with you, I think the Russians are quite known for their poisoning, no? How, how would you poison someone? Serin. I think it's serin, isn't it? But it's, it's weird how quickly you came up with serin. How are you going to put the poison in? Are you just like running past? Just Me based on like it. your history of, yeah, just based on your history of crime from the previous episodes mm. and your evil, because we know that, again, things that we've had to edit out for legal yeah. reasons was yeah. your plan on how you would, uh, basically how much you would, I don't know, admire How do I say this in a way that you you've got an evil it. streak? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm going to have to cut this out again. You've got an evil streak, Leah, so I know that you've thought about this. How would you poison someone? The easiest way to poison somebody is over a long period of time and literally just build up, um, put a match in their tea every day. Um, and a match? Over a peri- yeah, a match. A match. Just a you know, normal match. Um, and over time, that amount of, um, what is it even? Is it sulfur? Let me have a look. You know what? I've got a really weird feeling that you've told me this before. So, again, and- I kind of thought that I'd ask this question and it'd be off the top of your head. But I don't think this is. I think you genuinely have thought about how you would poison someone. Oh, I have. Of course I have. It's like, Of course you have. Yeah, but doesn't everybody? I mean, I think most people have given thought to how they would kill people if they had to. Um, I, like, there's lots of ways to do it. I mean, you want to do it. Po- in a way that's- poison is definitely a good way of killing people, right? Because you know, it's it's not hands on. I don't know if a match in the, in a tea every day, like they're going to notice a, they're going to drink their tea and be like, oh, it's a match in the bottom. That's weird. That's no, 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 no. Sorry, you'd leave it in there. Just leave it in there whilst it was brewing, and then you right. remove it. Um, and so basically, you'd be building up over time. This, um, I read this somewhere. Um, I think when I was just planning to kill someone once. Um, Is this when you were on the dark web? The, the internet's got some great answers to this. I mean, well, how to poison people? Yeah. Oh my god. Ethylene glycol. Should Should we just say now that um, this podcast, and I by by this podcast I mean me, I obviously do not endorse uh, murder, poison. Um, I was going to say in, in most circumstances, but I think let's say all circumstances. Oh, no, uh, 100%. I'm with now, you. 100%. Leo on the other... Well, it doesn't, I'm it doesn't not sound like it. This. I'm not I've, uh, basically, what I've said my whole life is, if, <laughs> if you could be a murderer, right, without anybody yeah. getting hurt, I'd be up But that doesn't Why make sense. It does because, put it this way, I would love... The person who gets to... murdered gets hurt. Yeah, okay, but put it this way. If I could commit a murder, right... 
where nobody dies. So j- just pretend that this is logical for a second. Because what I would like to do is the challenge, yeah, of getting away yeah. with it. This would be the thing. Right. Could I fool the police and everybody? Could I, like, stage this elaborate, like, series of murders? Because I'd want to be a serial killer. But I wouldn't want to kill is. anyone. I'd never oh, do man. it because, you know, the idea... You can't this- have the phrase... I would like to be a serial killer, but not hurt anyone. Like, do you see how this is hurting my brain? But that's why I would never be a serial killer. What I'm saying is, the only reason it intrigues me is because, you know, when you... I listen to a lot of true crime. I love true crime. It's fantastic. The bit that gets me is how people get away with it. And I would love to be... It's like planning the perfect murder. Like, I'd love to plan the perfect murder, but I don't want to kill anyone. Like, that is abhorrent to me. Like, the idea of harming another person makes me feel physically sick. So it's not like I would actually ever hurt anyone. But I'd love the opportunity to plan the perfect crime, which is why I said to you, I'd like very much to be Moriarty, yeah? And, like, just be the mind behind crime. Because I knew that the people that I'd be advising would be hurting people, again, I couldn't do it. So I'm just going to stay with my day job. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if there's... You were thinking like professionally, like being yeah, yeah. a professional evil mastermind. Yes. Because we've talked before about, obviously, about your desire to, to kill. There's the um, breaking into people's computer systems and leaving a note. Yeah. No, 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 um, no. Physical properties, that would be. So that would be if I could if I could set myself up as a you know professional hacker or a professional like burglar, let's say, what how I was drum up business is to break into really secure locations and just leave them a note on the desk saying hi i broke in here last night if you want to know how then let me know and i will um work for you for a fee to make your office more secure or your computer system more secure but again it's not with a it's not with the intention of harming anyone right it's just i love the idea of yeah like the criminality but i wouldn't want to actually hurt anybody it's really important that we make that distinction, I think. I feel it's important you do. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty clear in all this. I'm in no way enabling you. I'm sure the courts will agree. Let, we should get back to the, yeah, the we film should. thing. This guy, so, he doesn't share my, he does not share my um, for blood. view on, on life. What he wants to do is he becomes, and I think probably in part due to the serum, um, he becomes, yeah, bloodthirsty. He becomes like a fucking maniac. Um, until he's just killing for the fun of it. Okay. And, and the first bit of your review says uh, that it's a Christmas movie. So mm-hmm. obviously it's it's set Christmas Eve, something like that. It's set in a couple of weeks before Christmas. So there's a lot of, you know, Christmas trees and Christmas decorations and Christmas music. And there's often music, Christmas music playing when he goes into these killing sprees. Um, and right. so that's quite nice. It's just, um, you know, really quite nice. Is it? Spirit. Um, so it's sort of like some Christmas music. Maybe he's got a Christmas jumper on. He's saying stuff like, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun, like, and then yeah. killing people. I, essentially, they made this for all those people that didn't want to watch the fucking stupid movie about the elf. Right. Which, elf. Yeah. You've not watched though, have you? I haven't watched it. No, okay. So that stupid movie you've not but seen. But I have seen, have you seen the Asda advert? Yeah, that's awful. Oh, is it? Well, yeah, because it's... Well, do you like that because of the elf? I think it's a nice advert. When he gets... Then watch the film that elf is in. 
no. called Elf, and then no. that will make more. An advert a... is the perfect amount of time for me <laughs> to, to focus on something. Now, I'm, I'm, I will say this with a, with a very, you know. This explains why our podcast is all over the place. I'm pretty sure that I have some form of like ADHD because yeah, it occurs too. to me that me, trying to watch a movie is painful. Whereas watching an advert for two minutes, very enjoyable. So, um, yeah, if, if all movies could be advert length, we okay. would be a great, great so This movie is quite long. Oh, it, is it? It doesn't feel like it. I only just oh, found out oh. how long it is. How long is I it? I would say, look, the first... How long it, is it's it? It's a while. How long it's is a, it? It's a while. How it's, long is it? It's about two hours. Oh, right? that's so but long. I would say, but, hang on, I would say the first ten minutes, bit slow. Last 10 minutes, bit slow. Everything in between, brilliant. Like, genuinely brilliant. That's a fucking lot of adverts. <laughs> How Christmassy is this film? I mean, not particularly. I don't think he does have a Christmas jumper. I think it's just, it's set in Christmas and probably, you know, people are more happy at Christmas this guy is just found out he's going to live and he should be really happy with life. But then the serum, you know, turns him bad and he starts, like, killing people. And that's more poignant because, you know, yeah, we all lose loved ones and that's sad, but you lose a loved one at Christmas, it's even worse, isn't it? It's like, oh, and, and he died on Christmas Eve, you know. So there's that, that harrowing, extra level, layer of harrowing, harrowism. Sure. Harrowization. Yeah. Okay. So let's just make sure we've got everything covered. Sylvester Stallone, you don't like him. It's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. He gets very sick, terminal mm-hmm. illness, exposed mm-hmm. to some sort of serum. Maybe the Russians. Don't know why. The, we, we've not really covered how the Russians have got involved, but let's not worry about that. Superhuman powers, being that he can't get killed, tries to take revenge and track down these Russians, and then basically gets really moody and kills a load of other people. The serum turns him bad i mean that's the point it's like instead of just giving him life it's like giving him like proper seething anger and he's just got a thirst for blood that can't be i mean i think probably towards the end he's almost like biting out people's windpipes you know jesus yeah i thought he was going around like shooting people who annoyed him for like the guy i mean because i would say as well the one who's just who's annoyed him by coughing and not covering his mouth don't bite out his windpipe because he might have some sort of you know throat yeah. infection that's a he terrible might, person to... he uses a knife for like you know close combat work but he's he's just yeah he's, he's angry and he can't control himself so so and it's that... not like he was a soldier or anything he's just going around stabbing up people we don't know what he did before he was sick I don't think so. I think he was like a baker or a butcher or something. I, I think he had okay, a very so, simple backstory. So is, is he doing this like dressed as a butcher with, you know, an, an apron no, and a big white no, hat? Is he, just, is he a bit more casual, maybe like a vest, bare feet, just chilling out? Regular clothes. He's just dressed in regular clothes. He's got jeans and, and a nice T-shirt, you know. He's just <laughs> and a nice T-shirt. Does it have a slogan on it saying like, you know, driving home for Christmas or something? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, you mentally, you could have a Christmas jumper if you want. I mean, that would probably be... Look, he's going to have to go and buy it's clothes. my film, Leah. Let's be honest, because Why? he's been to have He's been lying in bed in, in you know, in a in, in a pair of pants. Like He, he wasn't well, especially got... in clothes. He was dying. He had clothes. 
He had clothes oh, before, though, right? Before he was he dying. But let's take them away. He's ripped, man. He wasn't ripped before, was oh. he? Oh. So he's got to go out and buy some, some you know. So he needs, some, like, muscle yeah, stuff. Like a, him, like, you know. And he probably needs a long coat, I would imagine. Okay. Why does he need a long coat? I think if you're going to stalk people, you're going to stalk about New York and you're going to be killing people, you need a long coat. If you... You know when people okay. take a lot of drugs and sometimes they get like um, that kind of like it's like I don't know what I don't know which drugs it is, but there are certain drugs that people take and they get like really really strong on them. Steroids? No, it's like I can't. It's like they they're kind of so out of their mind that they don't know their own strength. So essentially, they can lift things that they shouldn't be able to lift because they're basically just not worried about ripping every muscle in their body because they're so fucked. Um, it, this is what the serum's doing to him. It's giving him this sense of, like, total and utter, like, he's 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 unstoppable. Okay. And then, at the end, we say that, and then at the end of the film, does he get stopped? No. Ooh, how does it end? That they can't find him. And we see him, like, leaving. Leaving New York? Yeah. On a train? Mm. What, what? Do we know where he's going? No. We know that he's going to terrorise people somewhere else. But oh, okay. So some... he, he doesn't get better in any way. It's not like some sort of tailwind at the end of it. It's not like a sort of Scrooge thing where at the beginning he's, like, really mean and he gets taught a lesson, but at the end of it he's a lovely guy. That's no, a good point. You've no. seen Muppet, Muppet's Christmas Carol. No. Oh come on, Leah. He, Just watch Muppets Christmas Carol. I can't. I can't. I'm only watch one film, and this is the film I'm watching. Um, <laughs> he, he. This is why there's a sequel, because right. basically what we find out, you know, later on, is that he's actually got a a whole plan of what's going to happen next. But we don't know that. We just know that he's rained terror oh. on these people, and then he's left. I think probably in the sequel you learn that the terror that he reigned wasn't completely arbitrary. Like there was actually some logic to it. But in the first film, you don't know that. You're just like, fuck me, this man's just killing, you know, indiscriminately. But yeah. actually, and then maybe there's more to it. And it just ends with him, and it ends with him on a train going off to terrorize another city. Yeah. And the, the FBI so, and everybody are like, you know, we've, we've got to stop him. Like, we know we've got to stop him, but. You know, it's how do we kill a so, man? So it kind of goes up a gear. So like the second one's like die hard, die harder, something like that. Yeah, very good. Die hard, I, die hard two is good, but it's kind of die hard one somewhere else. Well, way. exactly. Die hard one it's is die hard one is a is a genuine like classic Christmas film and brilliant film. It. it yeah. I think you're going to enjoy this. I hope so. I think on our scale, where are you expecting it to be on our scale of... Top Gun. Top Gun was at the bottom. Mm. And then Pulp Fiction was at the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are you placing it in between there? Because obviously we're trying to fill up your your top 10 films. And even though you've seen 10, you've only got, I think, one film in your top 10. Only one of those 10 films made your top 10. Correct, yeah. This is not making the top 10. Oh, 28 Days Later did as well, didn't it? Mm, I think it's about number 14 on my scale. Okay, that's weird because you absolutely love that film, but fine. 
I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. But when I saw... And you've seen like 12 films in your life and it's a number 14. No, that's not true. I've seen more than that. Like Home Alone, I've seen I've seen a lot of musicals. Like I've seen a You've lot. Not of seen Home Alone one and two. The the two original because you know this gets me annoyed that you've only seen to have seen. I'm pretty Home sure, Alone three, which is it's it's by any account has to be the worst one. Home Alone three is an amazing film. Don't. I mean, I've not seen it. I really, unless I get really desperate this Christmas. Oh, can you just watch it? Look, can we just do, we won't even do it like Reversey Percy style. We won't even do it like properly. Can we just do like a little sidebar for the new year where we just talk about Home Alone? You know what? I, I will, I'm going to watch Die Hard tonight. Mm-hmm. I will try and watch Home Alone 3 before we do the, the before we record part two. Macaulay Culkin's not in Home Alone 3. Great, great kid. Great Alex. His name is Alex. He's a great actor. Well, he's not. He's no Macaulay Culkin, is he? Oh, he's better. He's actually better. Oh, right. No, we're wrapping up now. We're finishing. This is it. Done. All right. Well, I will see you on the uh, on the other side. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Hello, and welcome back. Part two, Judgment Day. Leah, you, you've watched the film? I have watched the film. Okay. Do, do we want to start actually with the slight reversey Percy podcast element of this? Yeah, reversey Percy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Earlier um, in the week, Ross sent me uh, his description of the well-known film Home Alone 3. Well, and yeah. I'd like to share that with people now. I'd then like to turn off my computer and walk out of this room, but um, that's a conversation for another time. Here we are. It's Christmas Eve. A man is on the edge. His wife has left him with his son, who he begrudges. He's in financial difficulty and in trouble with the Russian mafia. He decides to make a run for it and leaves town without his son, thinking the Russians will kill him as punishment, leaving the father free to return. The Russians break in to kidnap the son, who has to defend the house, in turn proving his worth to his father. The child is later correctly removed by social services. Oh, dear God. Now, now that would have been a great film, right? That would have been a solid children's action comedy. Home Alone 3 is fucking awful. No! You right. don't think that. No. Can I, do, you, do you know what I've just, you know, what? I wasn't angry until about three seconds ago when I realized <laughs> I was going to have to talk about this. Right? I think I, I was thinking how lucky you are that the films that we get you to watch are brilliant films because I had to watch Home Alone 3. What? You really genuinely did not enjoy it. Should I take you through my notes? Please do, but I mean... We're we're going to keep this short because people really want to know what you think about Die Hard because everyone knows what Home Alone 3 is going to be like. Everyone knows it's going to... Right, hang on. Uh, You know, I I actually looked up how much each film has taken. So Home Alone, the original, made £476 million at the cinema. Wow. Wow, Okay. Home Alone 3 made £79 it's still an amazing movie. Like just because something's not an amazing, amazing movie. Let, let me just take you through my notes. Number one, as a standalone film, it's not good. As a follow up to Home Alone, 
it badly lets down the franchise. Note three, he gets left alone for about an hour at a time. That is not worthy of a film. It's not funny. funny. It's not Christmassy at all. And there were many certain non-hilarious deaths. It's such a bad film. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Like, I, I genuinely... How? How? I love it. I love everything about it. Okay, it's predictable. You know what's going to happen. It's it's just safe film. and comfortable. And then you've got all these twists and turns. What? I mean, come along. Who knew they were going to get the wrong bags in the airport? I mean, that, that, whoa, that shit. Everyone. Everyone I knew they were going to get it. the wrong bags. Honestly, the first like three minutes of this film, I was like, this doesn't feel like a Home Alone film. It doesn't feel like a nice, light, Christmassy family action comedy. It feels like a very predictable Channel 5 Sunday afternoon, like not even a Sunday afternoon, a Tuesday afternoon film. This is a Tuesday afternoon on TV film. You're going, well, I'm off work sick and I've got no TV or something. I guess this is what I'm watching. It's Do you know what so I think? bad. I think you went in absolutely so assured that you were going to hate it. You didn't give it a chance. I watch a lot of bad Christmas films, and this is not bad. This is one it's of the wonderful. Worst. His relationship with the neighbour. I, I just oh, right. Okay, his relationship with the neighbour. Right at the end, he says something to her like, "Oh, you're not such a cranky old bag after all." And she looks at him and says, "Oh, you know, you're such a sweet child." I'm like, what are you talking about? just called her a cranky old bag and she, she replies i didn't crank. realize what a sweet child you are she was always a bit of a crank did you not see the bit when he went to do the drive like what's her I backstory don't... she's a cranky old bitch she's why a is she a bitch? but then it turns out she's not a cranky old bitch so why were we given that impression <laughs> It was really cute. And at the end, he tells the police, like, oh, and there's a lady next door who's in need of some soup. I love it. I love it. He is a wonderful child actor. Wonderful child actor. Wonderful right, child actor. But he's not a wonderful child actor. It's, 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 it's bad. And I can't believe it was written by John Hughes, who wrote the originals. And I feel let down by him, right? But that the kid is annoying and in the first one there's an old man and he's really scary so you've got this whole story about the fact that he's a very scary old man and they the kids think he's a murderer and stuff and that he's shoved you know he kills people with a shovel and then at the like later on in the film you find out where well, he's not scary and this is his backstory and he doesn't get to see his family because they had an argument and he goes to see his grandchild at the church and it's really really sweet with this it's like cranky 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 oh i'm not cranky after all what the fuck I think it's a great movie. Nothing you say is going to change it. You've got four villains. You've got a good amount of peril. You've got great child acting. There's um, no peril. I never felt any peril. Who was in peril? Who was in peril? He was never in peril. Oh, you... Okay, let's move on because I feel We should like move I'm... on because, say, because it was... There's no, there's no good to say about that film. I feel like I know how you feel when I say things about films you love. and yeah, but, the, but normally they're about good films. No. A lot of films we've watched have not been good. Home Alone 3. Home Alone 3, I'm going to say it. It's in my top 20 of all time. So, oh, shut up. Don't 20. just say that. To... I don't know where in my top 20, but in my top 20. It resonates with me in a way that... Okay, of the films that we've watched, 
Mm-hmm. What would you say Home Alone 3 is better than? Everything apart from oh, Pulp yeah. Fiction. And Pulp possibly, Fiction. oh my God, and possibly um, the one about the plane that um, crashes. Con Air. Uh, Con Air, yeah. yeah. Okay, Home Alone 3 got 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but people who rate it are just arrogant wankers who live in a shoe. I don't know. Like, I don't no, rate films. I honestly don't. I Well, okay. Let's talk about the movie we're here to talk right. about. Let's talk about a, an absolute, not only a Christmas classic, but just a, a general classic. Talk to me about Die Hard. I fucking hate it. <laughs> are you going to tell me that, that Home Alone 3 is better than Die no, Hard. I, I absolutely fucking Thank loved you. it. I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, I loved it. I just wanted to like psych you out there. I loved it. I, honestly, here I am, sat down, ready to watch Sylvester Stallone, who I do not like, do not want to oh. see. Not only do I not have to watch him, I also yeah. get to see Alan Rickman, who I fucking love, turns up as this like German dude. Um, Bruce Willis, wonderful. Very happy. Is that his name? He looks at me in a blank. Bruce room. Willis is his name. Yeah. 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 All in all, everything about it, and anyone who says this isn't a Christmas film can go shoot themselves in the shitter because it is Brilliant. a Christmas movie. I Absolutely. did my rapping to it today. He ultimately he survives because of Christmas gift wrap tape. <laughs> <laughs> if it, it doesn't get much more Christmassy than that, does it? Fuck me. It's like Do you. you... Do you get why people say this isn't a Christmas film? Oh, 100%. Like, it's an action movie, right? But it's very clearly set at a Christmas party. Yeah. There's a lot of Christmas music. There's Christmas themes. The fact that it's Christmas means people are going a little bit mental. You know, like, everyone's like, the reporters are like, oh, this is the last time these kids are going to see their children. And it's it's like, uh, their parents, sorry, it's like, that whole amped upness of Christmas, like the chauffeur guy, he probably only said he'd wait because it was Christmas. Like people do strange things at Christmas time. If this hadn't have been set at Christmas, that chauffeur guy would have just fucked off with the limo. Different film, right? He he played. I, I, a, yeah, I think yeah. people who say I, I get the, I sort of get the argument that it's it's an action film but i think like we watched lethal weapon however long ago it was yeah Christmas and that was not that's not a christmas film it's i would agree at christmas but it's I not in any way christmas this and uh i'll call them out my mate lewis who always messages me about the fact that die hard isn't a isn't a christmas film oh lewis with other films they're set maybe they're set at christmas but it's not like the thing about it. It's not what drives it. Throughout this film, it's like the whole reason everyone is together on that day in that in that building is because it's a Christmas party. I like, will say so my sad. view, just for the you know the sake of neutrality, my view is maybe slightly skewed by the fact that this morning I went on the Santa train with my toddler to visit Father Christmas. I had the day off work, I played Christmas music, and I did all my rapping whilst watching it under the glow of the Christmas lights. If I had watched this in June... It actually was, it was released in, I think it was even May or June. Wow, that's an error on their part. But had this been... Had I watched it in May or June, I yeah. would have it would have stood up for me as an action movie. I wouldn't have been like, oh, shit, I better watch this again in December. I would have been like, oh, okay, no, we can do this. I can, I can accept that it's not Christmas. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, I get like, say. Watching The Grinch, which I have seen, um, in like May or June would not work for me at all. Like I'd be like, no, I'm sorry, I, I can't actually deal with this and go away. <laughs> so you know? to talk me through so did you did you start watching it and because I said it is a little slow to begin with. I like so the start. In, yeah? Mm, yeah, I did. And have you ever I mean you you do a lot of travel. Do you ever make uh, fists on the carpet? With your no, toes? but I've seriously been thinking since that film, maybe I'll start. I don't see how that, what that's got to do with it, because by the time you're home and you get to a carpet, it's been like an hour since you've been flying. How does that help with flying? You've landed by then. I liked it because from the minute we watched it, like Ellie did say to me, um, could you read me your synopsis of the film before we, before we uh, mm-hmm. read it? And I said, yeah, of course I can. So she said, okay, um, should we watch the movie? And I said, yeah, yeah, fine. I said, I'm, I'm quite excited to see it, actually. She's like, well, just wait, because two minutes in, you're going to realise that, you know, you're quite wrong about this one. Um, I was like, oh, shock. Um, I love it when when we watched um, 28 Days Later, like I told you, mm. like, from the beginning, it was very clear that I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is not my film. But at the same time, I was immediately, like, drawn in by it. Like, yeah. I was like, wow, this is... And it was exactly the same with this. I was like, okay, where is this going? Like, and I did think, oh, fucking hell, we're just going to have to deal with this bloody, this relationship. But immediately I love the fact that, um, you know, the woman was the success. Like, (laughs) this sounds awful, but so often in films, it's like men have these like big jobs and, you know, women are like stay at home wives. I love the fact that she got this big job and, you know, move for it. And so I was already quite ingratiated towards the film because I was like, oh, this is nice. Um, And it's probably old, right? 89, I think. Fuck, well old. I was like six. He was a TV star at that point and people did not think he was going to be a film star. So if you look at the original posters, he is not in the original poster because basically they didn't really want to advertise it was Bruce Willis. And then it got, you know, it very quickly became popular. So they kind of then added him to the poster alan rickman's first ever film was it really yeah oh he was good i didn't think he was as strong as he could have been there were parts where i thought his acting <laughs> let him down slightly oh but, really like wait give me a, give me examples uh, so you know the bit where um the, basically he's pretending to be a victim yeah and bruce willis like figures it out really quickly hence why he gives him an unloaded gun well, apparently they added that scene in because he was basically like backstage doing an American accent. Because obviously in the film he's German, he's actually yeah. British. And um, he was like backstage doing an American accent and they like came up with this scene. There's not really many scenes where they're face to face. No, but I was, I felt like, so he had to act like he was a bad actor, like his character was a bad actor. But I felt mm. like he acted like he was a bad actor, acting like his character was bad. I mean, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Like, I have heard someone say that before and just thought, the fuck is wrong with you? That's not language. <laughs> but this is one of the questions I ask you every time of, like, there's phrases in a film that are really famous. You actually recognise... This is the first time you recognise the phrase from a film. Because when I've heard someone say it, it's like... I remember once having a conversation with somebody. Uh, I think I was drunk. And they had nunchucks, if that's how you say them. And we were walking to a party with these strangers that we'd met. And he was, like, lobbing these nunchucks around. And this he is a friend of yours. Like, of a, sorry, a friend no, of yours. No, a stranger. 
Right. I was with my friends. We got invited to go to this party. We were like like, 20 or something. And we were like, yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? This guy pulled out a pair of nunchucks and he was like flinging them around (laughs) in his hand. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then he hit himself in the head and knocked himself unconscious. (laughs) And this, the friend of that guy said something like, well, you know, when you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And it was like... When you live by the nunchuck, you die by the sword. What fucking people even make we left we were like oh actually we've got another party to go to goodbye bye-bye um it's those moments where people say things and you're like fuck is wrong with you i have heard probably several people in my life say yippee motherfucker and just for expand your vocabulary because that is not appropriate for the situation now i understand completely appropriate and actually very well used i will be using <laughs> well done, it for sure well done nunchuck man well done, yeah. Well done, Nunchuck Man. If he's alive, he might have died in that graveyard. We were walking through a graveyard. <laughs> graveyard. Just, yeah. We were cutting through a cemetery in Exeter to get to this party. So that's <laughs> yeah, what, fresh. He knocked himself out in a graveyard with Nunchucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you just leave him mind. unconscious? He was with his friend, the guy by the sword. Yeah, but, like, but, but you just left them unconscious and you were like, yeah, we got a party to get. We were like, yeah, we're actually going to bounce. <laughs> because, um, well, I'm not being funny, but would you go to a party with two people that you've met randomly? One of them's just knocked themselves out and the other one's saying stuff like, live by the sword, die by the sword. You'd be like, no. Nah. I probably wouldn't walk through a cemetery with someone I've just met waving around nunchucks. He didn't have nunchucks when we went into the cemetery. We went from a pub in Exeter, totally normal, totally normal. We walked, they were like, we're going to a house party. We were like, great, all in for that. Because normally the house parties are at my house. And to be honest, I needed a break from cleaning up. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we started walking and we got to this one bit. It's quite common that you cut through this cemetery. It's not like, it's not weird. But as we were cutting through, he pulled them out of his pocket. And I was like, oh, awesome. That's pretty cool. He was like, yeah. And he started like doing this whole, like, he was quite good up until the point where he twatted himself in the head. But he was quite good up until the point he knocked himself out, hitting himself in the head. Yeah. There was, there was a guy, uh, like a friend of a friend and he used to, tell people that he was a um a stunt man and they'd be like and basically that just meant he would do stupid shit like they'd be in the pub and he would start like eating a pint glass just and he didn't have like training or anything like that he would just eat a pint glass and apparently one time him and this other guy and maybe a couple of girls were like walking down the high street and he was telling these girls about how he was a stunt man and they you know he was like oh look i'll prove it and he threw himself through a shop window and oh my god, now like, he is the kind of guy I want to hang out with. And then he's lying there and they were like, Oh shit, you what you clearly do know what you're doing. You must be a stunt man. He was like, Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Can you call an ambulance? And it turns out he'd uh, punctured his lung. Fuck. Of the ways to impress girls. It's pretty John, good. That's pretty up there. I would have been impressed. Pretty good. I was gonna say I went, no, not with a lung puncher, but if somebody was like, Oh, I was a stunt man, jumped through a window, I'd be I, back in the day, that would have got me going were, were you easily impressed by you know by people doing stupid stuff like that for you i probably yeah i mean like we I did mean, a lot of crazy shit i wasn't no i wasn't impressed by him i just thought oh, that's a skill i mean i like it when people have skills right if you can fling nunchucks which he was he was doing um so what, yeah i think what if he was what if he were just started juggling would that have impressed you 
I can juggle, so no. What if he was juggling with like, you know, fire balls or something? Same that principle. Would okay, no, so juggling, no. No. Uh, nunchuck, nunchuck yeah. unconsciousness, impressive. Daggers, no, Did, you know, knives of a woman taped to a board, that would impress me. So knives on a board. Circus tricks. Are we doing circus? Circus tricks? Is that where you want my... I my just life? want to know, in terms of... Because to me, I can't imagine, like, 20-year-old girls being impressed by a guy with nunchucks. I would have thought that's the sort of thing they'd be like, oh, God, this dickhead. And you were like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, someone, someone throws themselves through glass. Mm-mm-mm. Get me some yeah. of that. that. Yeah, no, that would impress me. Yeah. Did you sure. ever have, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend do, like, weird shit like that? Like make a tattoo of you, of your face. I had or an ex of mine bought me some throwing stars for Christmas. That impressed so, me. Bought you some. Jesus, did you ask yeah. for them? No, I just thought I might like them. So let's go back to the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said about how like he was like indestructible, and it's weird because I always think that because when I was watching it, I was thinking that one of the sort of cool things is that. Like, he's not, like, he, he's not kind of, it's not one of those ones when he just sort of, like, does, like, kung fu or whatever. He's just having, like, pub brawls with people, like, falls down the stairs holding one. That guy breaks his neck and he's like, cool, right, next. It, it's not, he's not doing, yeah, he's not, like, special forces. He's not, like, he doesn't have loads of training. He's just, no. like, a cop. Who just but he's motivated, in. right? And this is I, what I did think in the film is... If his wife hadn't have been a hostage, yeah, would he have done any of that? And then I was thinking about my own motivation: like, would I do it if I was just in a building? Because what some of the stuff that he did was like, right, first of all, let's try and alert the police. So you know, raise the alarm, throwing shit out the window, breaking it, getting the police guy's attention. Like he knew that he needed help. So you're right; he wasn't like special forces. I'm going to bring him down by myself, but. He was motivated, right? Because his wife was downstairs in the fucking swanky room, whatever you call that. Did seem a weird room for a party. It didn't. Well, and for an office building. The bit where they're all hanging around and there's, you know, the waterfall and the rocks and everything. What is that usually used for? Because it's a party room. It doesn't seem the most practical. No, I reckon it was like a like a foyer, maybe like a big fuck off foyer. I don't know. There wasn't that many of them, right? There's only 35 people in the fucking company. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird that there was only 30-odd people because if they've got the whole building, I think. Yeah, and they're extending it, right? I don't know. what. I mean, and again, upstairs, it just seemed like that was going to be like a normal office. So I don't know why, particularly on the 32nd floor, they've decided to put in a rock garden. It's like you go up another floor and there's a miniature village. It would have been weird. Let's ask the obvious question. You are a policeman. Your wife is at this party. You hear yeah. all the shooting going on. Are you yeah. doing exactly what Bruce Willis did, or are you making any different decisions? I'm not sure how he lost his shoes. Because he was doing the, the fists with the toes. So, he didn't so lose they them. He didn't are around. Because my next step would have been probably quite early on in the film, either steal shoes of the second guy I killed or go and get my yeah. shoes. But see, at one point, he went back to where he started pretty much. So I was like, mate, with all due respect, you're fighting a war here against terrorism. Let's do that with appropriate footwear. I do. It is weird that 
shoes are not high on his priorities. Like the first guy, he's like, oh, I've picked the only guy with shoes smaller than my sister. It's like, that's annoying. Maybe you could have squeezed into them, but if they're like leather shoes, that might have been difficult. After that, there must have been someone like, he's normally a nine and there's someone who's got a 10. You're like, I can make the most out of this. I did actually have a little cry. Really? When? Yeah, right at the end. You know, with the security guard and you're just like, the police officer, sorry, not security guard, the police officer. Al, yeah, when he's like, you know, he just just that moment where they sort of like meet, and I wish that that had been like, I wish that I wish he hadn't just got in the car and fucked off. Like, I wish that he'd they kind of explored that a little bit more because that guy, you know, obviously he's we've learned a lot about him. I really came to quite like him. You know, accidentally shot a kid, hasn't found his gun since. Unlike the old woman in Home Alone 3, nothing, we know nothing about her. I think I've had a little cry in Home Alone 3, to be honest, as well. But what? Yeah, at the end of the film, you're like, oh, how have I just wasted an hour and a half? There is a, I, I noticed when it finished playing, because I watched it on Disney, Netflix, Prime, one of the services that we have, and it automatically said Die Hard 2. And then it was like, man has to do some shit at an airport. And I was like, honest to God, this has never happened to me before. But I was like... Ellie's just gone out to pick up something. Should I just start the movie? Like, <gasps> I know. I think a sequel could improve the way I feel about the original. You are right, though, because Home Alone 3 has elevated my view of 1 and 2 because they're, like, fucking Oscar-worthy now because number 3 was such a piece of shit. I will say to you, because I don't think I did a very good job at the end of the actual season, like, thank you, because... I actually really enjoyed today. I enjoyed watching this movie. I enjoyed like doing my wrapping, something quite Christmassy. And I feel like maybe I am a person that could occasionally watch a movie. If you were going to score this film out yeah. of 10, yeah. what are you giving it? Probably give it a seven. Okay. Um, I'm not going to hurry to watch it again. I think it's a one-time watch. Like, it's not going to be an annual tradition or... Well, this is the thing. You don't have any Christmas films you watch every year, do you? I mean, Home Alone 3. You don't watch that every year. I probably watch it about once you cannot watch that every year. (laughs) I I give it a good watch, yeah. I mean, no, we don't don't have a lot of... That's true, we don't. Do do you have any Christmas feelings, Christmas traditions that you want to share with people? Oh, my Christmas traditions are fucking mental. I think I'd blow mine. That's what I'm asking. Well, the big one is it's not so much a Christmas tradition, but it does normally happen around the Christmas time. Is we invented our own holiday. It's called Shinar. Sorry, um, there are seven Sorry, days of Shinar. Shinar. I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> Go on. It's only with my brother, and then now my sister-in-law and Ellie and our children. So there are seven days of Shinar. Um, mm-hmm. Each day has a name. Um, sure. There's a constitution um, Do you around give us the it. names of the days. No, I don't want to. It's, it's very private. Um, but essentially, we give each other seven gifts. Although the children, they have to earn their seven gifts. So you know, when they're one, they get one. When they're two, they get two. When they're three, they get three. When they get to seven, it's seven forever. Um, right. Yeah. It's seven days of Shinar. You're supposed to open one present a day. We just do them all on the seventh day. That's just how the holidays ended up baking and, out. And where um, did, so basically, this is an excuse for you to get extra presents. 
Exactly. That's how it started. Yeah. Shannar. <gasps> Is that the code name, your special code name that you and your brother and your dad had? Shannar. No. No. Code. Would I be stupid enough to ever say that word? No. In fact, mm. I don't even really say it in language. Like, I, I, I try and avoid saying it just so that no one could, like, get a glint in my eye or something. <laughs> You'll never know the code word, ever. You could talk to me. I wouldn't give it to you. I, I, I mean, I might, I might give it to you if you talk to me, to be honest. Um, I'll just pick a new word later. How do you think Good you thing. get on? Me? Yeah. I'm intrinsically lazy, and I don't think I'd do very well if I was, like, that bit where he sort of, like, jumped down the elevator shaft and, like, caught himself and, like, pulled himself. And I'm not doing any of that. But no. I'd also say I've got moxie. So I'm not sitting in a room, like, cowardly, like, being... I honestly, I think if I got in a, if I was in like a bank, you know, when they rob banks and stuff, yeah, like I'm like, even though I know it's the wrong thing to do, I'd try and fucking take out the gunman. I think I'd get stuck in, but I don't think I'd be very good. Like I'd probably get shot in the face, but I mean, <laughs> you only live I... once, right? <laughs> Can I tell you a bank robbery story? Oh my god, were you in one? No, 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 no. There was this one oh. in, uh, in, yeah, sorry, uh, in Watford about 10 years ago. So there's a film called The Inside Man, where basically this guy breaks into a, a bank and then afterwards, like, kind of like hides in some hole and then, you know, escapes out and another time. And that's how he gets out. Like, everyone's looking for him. They can't work out how he left. And the, the reason is he didn't leave. He kind of left later. And there was this, there's a co-op bank in Watford and some guy who worked there basically had like an idea. He said, well, why don't we, we'll do something like that. So we'll still, we'll put a load of money into a bag and then we'll hide the bag and take it out another time. So mm. what he did is uh, him and his mates, they um, changed the, uh, like the rotors. So all like the managers and the staff, all the men, the male staff weren't working on a particular day and got he got one of his mates to come in with a pretend bomb strapped to him and this is on like tv and because they're in there for hours of like this hostage situation helicopters over top and all of this sort of stuff and basically they're in the back room with like you know the guy with the bomb and you know and his hostage who's his mate and they were getting a load of money stuffing it into a bag and their plan was to stuff it into like a tile in the ceiling the only problem is was the tiles were too small, so they couldn't get the bag in. And this is basically how they were foiled because they couldn't actually oh, hide man. the money. But my favourite bit about it was that there's all these like cameras at the end of the road and like, on the helicopter and stuff like shooting this thing. Next door to the bank was a strip club called Beavers. So it's so a Beavers got a lot of uh, got a lot of press coverage that day. Wow, that's yeah. cool. So, um, yeah. one last question about the film. Is Die yes. Hard an appropriate name? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, I've always found it a little bit of a weird name. It doesn't make any sense. Not really. At all. Like, is, no. it, is it, if it was like, you know, is it like he, it's hard for him to die? Because that doesn't. No, I don't think so. Not really. Like you say, he didn't have any superhuman strength. And, you know, most of the people died pretty easy. I mean, it didn't seem like that much effort. No, it's not a great name. I mean, it's a it, good name because it kind of sounds strong, but sounds it doesn't cool, really but... describe the film, does it at all? Do you do you think it's a better film than the one that you described with the Oh, hell yes. No one needs terminal illness. Nobody needs terminal illness. Like <laughs> that in itself is a downer, Debbie Downer. And to be doing that at Christmas, like 
And then to then to go from that to being like this fucking absolute a-hole, like no one needs that. Like this film is immeasurably better than mine. So, yeah, I I mean, win all right. And it's a lovely way for us to end that terminal illness is a downer. Um, Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. Yeah. Happy Christmas. And And, um, I'm so excited for what comes next. You know, I'm getting into it now. So, um, yeah, I don't know what you've got lined up for next next year but i'm I'm not sure i think i've got a list of a few of them but i would say that look we've got an instagram page we have got a facebook page uh we don't use the twitter page i don't think i've ever posted on that instagram and facebook are our main ones if you have got suggestions of films that you would like leah to watch put them on there um suggest some films on there or you can contact us separately if you are enjoying this podcast please tell your friends please rate and review us and like and subscribe and all that good shit yeah tell people tell tell one person just tell just tell one tell a stranger tell a stranger and if you find one of our little cards i don't don't know if that would work i think you're better off telling someone you know i say tell a stranger i got chatting to someone on the plane you're just gonna walk up to a stranger and say try this podcast no, you have to be in context. Like cabbies, they're strangers, but you can tell them about podcasts. Um, fair, yeah. Fair. Also, people you sit next to on planes. And it's a great time to strike up a conversation with someone on a plane. And if it turns to it, you can say, right, you know what? Nice chatting to you. I'm just going to tune in now. Favorite podcast. If you heard of these guys, fucking awesome. Get in. Hey, you want an earbud? Whatever. If you feel that there is a clean and you're happy to share. If not, get them to <laughs> buy their own earbuds. Whatever. My point is tell a stranger like you don't have to know the person you're telling just tell people like you know that's all and i think that's what and christmas it's, christmas yeah. is is about yeah it's yeah, like, we're, we're giving you a gift right? yeah. we're giving you a free gift to share with strangers and that gift yeah. is a podcast and a hopefully clean earbud yeah perfect all right well, well thank you leah thanks for, for watching another film and uh yeah we'll do this again soon yeah bye